This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, everybody. Hope everybody had a great 4th of July. Hope nobody blew off any fingers shooting off fireworks. You had a great day. Everybody's dog was freaking out, of course. And now it's back to the real world, back to the normal times. The All-Star game right around the corner in Major League Baseball. Training camp right around the corner in the National Football League. Summer League right around the corner in the NBA. I don't know what the hell hockey players do in the summer. Uh, Maybe they ice fish back in Switzerland or Canada. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but they're doing something. This is the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. today. We're talking injuries, we're talking trades, and we're talking hot dogs. That's all coming up. It's the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the Bullpen with Adam the Bull. All right, let's start Major League Baseball, where we know there's a lot on the line for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I'm going to call them that. They changed their name to that at some point. They were the California Angels. They were the Anaheim Angels. Now they're the Los Angeles Angels. For a while, they were the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I don't know what I can't keep up with it anymore, but I kind of like Los Angeles Angels. And, and I'm I also like the Washington football team way better than the Washington Commanders. I think they should go back to that, but they won't. That ship has sailed. Anyway, injuries abound for the Angels in what is a massive season, a team that has not gone to the playoffs since Shohei Otani joined them. No fault of his, no fault of Mike Trout's. Mike Trout's been to the playoffs once. He's never won a playoff game. And in a um, American League that's very balanced, the Angels have a legit shot. But of late, they've struggled, dropping 7 of 10 in the American League West. They're 7 out in the West. They're 4 out behind the third wildcard team, which is the Yankees right now. They're still in there. However, huge injury concerns now. Mike Trout goes on the injured list. He has a broken left wrist. There's been some speculation that he may be out as much as two months. Now, again, nothing's been uh, official from the team. You never know. When I say official, I mean, you never know for sure. But it does seem like Mike Trout is going to be out a while. I I would expect, best case scenario, we see him sometime in August. But there's only, you know, we're past the halfway point of the season. I mean, Mike Trout could miss the most, most of the season. And by the time he comes back, it might be too late. Throw in the fact that maybe even a bigger deal, well, not maybe, definitely even a bigger deal, would be if it's a long-term injury for Shohei Otani. Now, um, we don't have, I haven't seen any updates yet on Otani. He, it's a blister on his finger, so, I mean, he probably won't miss significant time. and, And he was able to stay in the game and hit, but in terms of losing him as a pitcher, that's a huge deal because he's their best pitcher. Now, it's a blister. It could easily, you know, he might just be back right if he else to break and miss one start. Might be no big deal. But you never know. These things, these blisters can be tricky. It sounds like nothing, but they can be tricky and can affect pitchers for a while. There's no doubt. So we'll keep an eye on that. 
I guess we got to mention that Anthony Rendon got hurt. Uh, that's a disaster, yet another disaster contract for the Angels. They've had a lot of them over the years. Anthony Rendon in Los Angeles has been a complete waste. Complete waste. He played well his first year with the Angels in the COVID season. He was, you know, he was good that year. Uh, but it was only, you know, 60 games, a bogus season, in my opinion. But since then, he's been awful. Played only 58 games in 21, 47 games last year, and he's only played in half the games this year. In the last three seasons combined, he's played about a year's worth of games. He has 17, uh, 13 home runs and 80 RBIs in essentially a year's worth of games over three years and an OPS around 700. A little below if you combine just the last three years. Overall, for the Angels, uh, he has a, an OPS of 758, and that's only because he had that he did he was really good in the in the COVID season. That raises it that high. But overall, he's been a huge disappointment. 22 homers. This guy hit in his last four years in Washington, hit 20, 25, 24, 34 homers, and had over 400. RBIs in his last four seasons in Washington and played at least 136 games every year with the angels. After signing that massive contract, he has a total of 22 homers and 111 ribbies in 200 games played with a mediocre 758 OPS. And like I said, it's been much worse than that. So I don't know that it's that big a deal because he wasn't playing that well. Anyway, I don't think he's ever going to be the same player. He's already now 33 years old. So that's uh, the Angels might, might as well flush that money down the toilet. How many years left do they still have on that deal? Hmm. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh my God, he's got three. Oh, <laughs> they owe they, even after this year. He's getting paid thirty-eight point five million this year, and then they owe him three more years at that same price, thirty-eight point five seven million. That is over a hut. They're gonna pay him. Including this year, uh, let's see, about 150 million, a little more than that, 155 million. Oh God, and that's he's going to be awful. He is going to be awful. That's a disaster. But anyway, I have no sympathy for the Angels. I don't care, uh, but uh, their fans do, and it's a big loss. And and the bottom line is. I want to see these players. I want to see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani in the All-Star game. I want to see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani in the playoffs because they're fun players. They're great players. Uh, I don't care much about the rest of that team, but I like to see great players in big moments, and we have not gotten to see that with Mike Trout one time in the playoffs. We have not gotten to see that with Otani, and you wonder if the Angels crater here, which they've started to do a little bit and could easily do in a very well-balanced AL and a very well-balanced AL West besides Oakland, um, you wonder if that's the final straw. Uh, if I'm Shohei Otani, like this guy can name his own contract. I'm going to the team where I, I want to win. I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's happy in playing for the angels to some degree. You know, you're on the West coast. The weather's beautiful. Yeah. You got to deal with the, uh, uh, earthquakes every once in a while, but the, the weather's amazing there. It's nice almost every day. Uh, so I'm sure he's happy, but, uh, if I'm him, I, I'm leaving the angels. 
And, you know, again, he could name it. I don't know what he's going to get paid. $500 million, $600 million, a billion dollars. I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, he's worth every dime, whatever he gets paid. But I, I think in the end, the injury to Trout and I, probably Otani's going to be okay. But this situation here with them struggling now, it's a big deal. And if they don't make the playoffs, I think he's even – I don't think he's likely to come back to the Angels anyway. I have n- nothing to back that up. It's just a, it's just a gut feeling. I want to make that clear. But I think if they don't make the playoffs, which they probably won't, uh, I think he's even less likely to return. I uh, had this posted this on Twitter the other day to put into perspective how good the Braves are and how bad the uh, Cleveland Guardians team I cover it is in terms of home runs. Uh, the Guardians are, you know, mediocre. Te- they're not. It, it's not the biggest gap in terms of quality teams overall Braves are the best team in baseball I don't think it's close Guardians are a mediocre team but in terms of power um the Guardian the Braves have hit let me let me you know what I should should add in yesterday's game because I tweeted this out before yesterday's game so let, let me add in yesterday's game the Braves hit what two home runs in that game yesterday the Guardians hit one so uh the Braves in their last 28 games have hit 69 home runs. 28 games. That's four weeks. The Braves have 69 home runs. The Guardians, including the playoffs, going back to September 27th of last year, have hit 67 home runs in their last 102 games. So the Braves have hit two more home runs than the Guardians in a time frame that is 74 less games, which is insane. The Braves are just loaded up. However, nice win by the Guardians, who had a 2-0 lead in this one. They blew it, fell behind 4-2, came back with two in the sixth, a one in the sixth, two in the seventh, take the lead. They blow it again in the ninth. Their closer, Emmanuel Classe, who seems like he pitches every game, blew his seventh save. Now, he leads the league in saves, but also leads the league in blown saves. Gives up the, the second home run of the day to Ozzie Albies. Uh, but then the, uh, Miles Straw, who's a total bum at the plate, did make some nice throws to the plate from the outfield, forcing or getting some runners out at the plate. And then the Guardians come through in the bottom of the 10th and win it. Ahmed Rosario is on fire right now. He had a terrible first two and a half months for the Guardians. But the last few weeks, he's been on fire. Kind of did this last year, but it took him longer to turn it around. He might have some value on the trade market. If I'm the Guardians, I, if I can get something for him, I'm trading him. I'm trading Shane Bieber. I know they have a decent chance to win the division. I've been saying it all season long. The division sucks. They're not going to do anything in the playoffs. Shane Bieber is not the same pitcher he was. He was lousy again yesterday. His ERA is up to 366. I don't know what his trade value is on the market, but if I can get a good return, I'm doing it. Gave up four runs, 11 base runners, and four and two-thirds yesterday. Terrible. But good good for Rosario getting it going. Three for five yesterday. Two homers, four ribbies. Uh, hit hit his, uh, just his second home run of the year. He's been very clutch lately. Very clutch. Done a good job. Top of the lineup was very good. Quan Rosario go 5 for 10 in this one with four runs, five ribbies, a home run, and a stolen base. So there you go. But the Braves, uh, a rare loss, trying to avert, avoid their first, their first losing series since, believe it or not, the last, the last team that beat the Braves in a series was the Oakland Athletics, if you can believe that. 
The A's took two or three against the uh, Braves at the end of May. That's just crazy. Um, and, and just wild uh, because the A's t- are the worst team in baseball. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe co-worst team in Kansas City, and, and the Braves are just the best. Um, a couple other things for Major League Baseball. Tampa Bay Rays, Baltimore Orioles have struggled of late. I, kudos to the Yankees. I've been hard on them all year. I did not pick them to be a playoff team. I'm still not convinced they're a playoff team, but they've played a lot better here of late. Now, outside of the Orioles, they've they've had the benefit, you know, just two series before that, of playing really bad teams in Oakland and the Cardinals. But before that, they took two out of three from Texas. That was a good series win. They took two out of three from Seattle, which is a decent team. And even though the Cardinals are not playing, they're not horrible. They're not they're not A's bad. Uh, so they took two out of three. Uh, oh, what am I talking about? They actually lost two out of three of the Cardinals. But uh, besides that, they've played pretty well. And they've won two in a row against the Orioles, and the Orioles have been scuffling here lately. And the fact that they've been able to hang in there without uh, Judge, because Judge is, I mean, he's their their guy. I mean, nobody else in the Yankees has, has been great. You know, I mean, Jake Bowers, I give him credit. The guy was a total dog here in Cleveland. He's done a nice job in limited opportunities. But, you know, and Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo is still a good player. He's not the player he once was, but he's still a good player. Harrison Bader's been pretty good. Torres has been pretty good. But judges, I mean, everything for that team. They've pieced it together with a makeshift bullpen and Garrett Cole. Right? I mean, they don't have a, a real closer. Um, and they've had some unknown guys in the pen. I mean, Clay Holmes has done a good job. They've had guys like Nick Ramirez and Tommy Canely since coming off the injured list, and Ian Hamilton have done a good job of the pen. But uh, the, the the rotation outside of Cole has not been very good. I know uh, Domingo Herman, we talked about it, pitched that perfect game, but overall he's not pitched well. Severino's been a joke. Cortez has been bad. Clark Schmidt has not been very good. So, you know, they got Rodon who's about to come back. They need to get some guys healthy, but I still don't love that Yankee team, but they're playing, they're playing, you know, much better. And they're, they're, um, you know, the 10 games over. So they're a playoff team right now. That AL East is still wide open though. And Boston's in last place, they're a 500 team. So nobody's complete. Everybody's at least in the wild card mix. Boston, I think, is five games out of the wild card. Yeah, so they're far from out of it. The Tigers, the White Sox, the Royals, the A's, the Cardinals, the Nationals, and the Rockies are pretty much out of it. And even with the Cardinals, I hate to say for sure they're out of it. Even though they're 10 and a half out of the wild card and uh, 11 and a half out in the division. I still think I think the Cubs are probably out of it. Uh, I I'm writing the Cubs off. I, I'll give the Mets Padres a, a possibility. They're not that far out of the wild card. The Pirates are done. They're done. And that's it. Everybody else is still around. Um, it, the trade deadline should get interesting. We'll see what the Padres decide to do. The Mets won't sell. They just they just won't do that. Will the Cardinals sell for the first time in ever and forever? Will the Cubs sell? I think they should. They should trade Marcus Stroman. I think he could bring them back something. They could trade Bellinger, who signed the one-year deal. Maybe Mancini, who signed a one-year deal. I don't know that he has any trade value. You got some veterans in the pen. 
Uh, Michael Fulmer's pitched well of late. Uh, Mark Leiter had been pitching well, but he has gotten smoked the last two days. So they have some interesting guys. Would the Pirates maybe trade David Bednar? Their closer has been outstanding. He's an all-star. I'll be curious to see. Uh, To the NBA, where free agency is in high gear, but the biggest thing we're waiting to happen is Damian Lillard. After years of playing for the Portland Trailblazers and being happy to be there, um, Damian Lillard wants to be traded. And the teams most likely to get him reportedly are Miami and Philadelphia. Now, what will those teams trade in return? I don't know. Uh, Portland signed into a long-term extension. The players have a lot of power in the NBA. But in this case, I mean, they could trade him anywhere. I'll be curious to see where he ends up. Supposedly, he wants to be in Miami. He'd clearly be a great fit there with Jimmy Butler. But, he, you know, and, and the Philly thing is interesting because Portland doesn't want James Harden. That's the thought is maybe James Harden's going to get traded. Maybe it's a three-team deal where somebody else gets Harden. I don't know why anybody would want James Harden. James Harden is the most unclutch basketball player. And, um, but if I'm, if I'm Damian Lillard, I'd much rather go to Miami than Philly. I, it's just a better situation. Miami's got the best, one of the be- two, three best coaches. One of the, uh, you know, one of the, uh, maybe the best front office, certainly top two or three there. They got a really good team. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, so that's, that's that's kind of what we're waiting for at this point. Uh, have, I'll be curious to see when that shakes out, like who we look at as the favorite. I think the Cavs have had a nice offseason, but they're certainly not the favorite. Celtics trading Marcus Smart, a deal for Kristaps Porzingis, whatever that was last week. You know, how much better are they? Are they? Can Miami repeat in the East? If Milwaukee stays healthy, you know, they brought back their guys. They re-signed Chris Middleton. They brought back Brooke Lopez. And I think they have as good a chance as anybody in the East, too. Um, so, and Kyrie Irving goes back to Dallas. Um, but there's still some interesting things to, uh, besides Lillard. Obviously, where Harden ends up. Uh, you know, do the, the Cavs trade Jared Allen? I think at this point they probably don't, but I think there's still a lot kind of up in the air as to what might happen in the NBA. A uh, lot, of, lot of potentially big moves still to come. All right. Uh, I want to talk about one other thing here today, and that's the great Joey Chestnut. So yesterday... Of course, on the 4th of July, every year, one of the biggest traditions is Joey Chestnut dominating the hot dog eating competition. Um, Yesterday, so the women's competition always goes off first. And the, the I can't remember the name of the woman who won. I'll have to look it up real, real quick. She wins all the time, too. Uh, Mickey, Mickey Sudo, that's her name. She's won, like, I think eight or nine in a row, too. So 
at around at, I put on the broadcast and it's not on. I'm like, what is going on? And then, of course, we find out those of you who may be in New York that it was bad storms. I didn't know this gets delayed. They announce that the contest has been canceled. Obviously, myself and all the other lunatics that watch this were disappointed. And then all of a sudden, like an hour later, OK, it's going to be on ESPN, two. They're doing it, whatever, 230. I don't remember exactly what time they were going to do it. So we get to see the great uh, Joey Chestnut again. And he did not let us down. Now, the over under, I believe, was 76 and a half, which seemed very high because his, his record is 76. I, I The assumption was he was going to break the record. I, you know, I didn't think there was a great chance of that. And he didn't come close. In fact, um, it was his lowest uh, output uh, since, since he lost, the only year he lost in 2015. He had 62 hot dogs. It was more than enough. He won by like, I think, 10 or 12, whatever it was. And he's won every year. He's won eight in a row and 16 of 70. I don't know how he lost in 2013. There must have been something wrong with him. Uh, not 2013. What was the year he lost? Um, what year did he lose? Joey Chestnut. Oh, yeah, 2015. So Joey had won eight years in a row. Then Matt, this character, Matt Stoney won in 2015 with 62 hot dogs to Joey's 60. And now he's won eight in a row since. Before that, it was Kobayashi who had won. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. He had won six in a row. So anyway, now, a couple things. I love this competitive eating. I think it's fun. I think it's wild. I also think it's gross. I'm convinced I'd be good at it, although I probably won't be because I'm fat and most of the guys that are good at this are not fat. There used to be a guy named Badlands Booker who was like a decent competitive eater. He's probably still out there, but I didn't see him at the hot dog contest yesterday. I missed the introductions, but they never showed him on TV. So I don't know if he was there, but all the guys that are like the top guys are, I, I don't know, I would say they're skinny, but they're not fat. You know, so I don't know. I, 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 I wouldn't be good at the hot dog eating contest. But I feel like I could be good at a, uh, a I, I see some of these records. Let me let me look. Uh, Monzo sent me a whole list earlier of some of Joey's records, right? He's the number one competitive eater in the world. Holds, tw- uh, uh, let's see, 55 world records. Hard-boiled eggs, 141 in eight minutes. Now, I could eat a lot of hard-boiled eggs. Could I eat 141 in eight minutes? Of course I could. Nobody could, except for Joey Chestnut, I don't think. Trying to think how many hard boiled, you, you know, you know, so I, I could probably eat a couple dozen, but you get sick. Glazed donuts, 55 in eight minutes. I definitely could not do that. I'm trying to think of, of these, which would I do the best in? Pulled pork sandwiches, 45 in 10 minutes. Taco Bell soft shell beef tacos, 53 in 10 minutes. Crystal hamburgers, 103 in eight minutes. What a, Monza, what are crystal hamburgers? Are those like sliders? I'm sure that's just like the brand. Um, oh. I'm sure it's like a slider. It has to be. Yeah, right? Uh, Twinkies, 121 in six minutes. Oh, my God. I could not do Chicken wings, 413 in 12 hours. 12 hours. Oh, my God. Big Macs, 32 in 38 minutes. I, I don't know. How does he not die from some of these things? Tamales, 102 in 12 minutes. Grilled cheese sandwiches, 47 in 10 minutes. Ice cream sandwiches, 25 and a half in six minutes. Pepperoni rolls, 
43 in 10 minutes. Now, if I were to compete, I'm trying to think of like the competitions I would probably be, again, I'm not saying I could win any of these things. I wouldn't. But the things I think I do my best in are the things that are protein only. The bread's going to slow me down. The bread really gets to me. So like I saw, like I want to know what, what's the shrimp cocktail record. Like I feel like I can put down a lot of shrimp. Shrimp cocktail. I'm going to look that up right now. Eating record. Here we go. Who is the all-time? Uh, let's see. At the 2018 championship, Joey Chestnut, the number one ranked eater in the world, set a shrimp cocktail eating world record by consuming 18 pounds, 9.6 ounces of world-famous St. Elmo cocktail in just eight minutes. Now, obviously, he's uh, an incredible eater, and I could not eat 18 pounds, 9.6 ounces in eight minutes. But that's the one competition that I think I could do the best at. I can, I, I'm trying to think, like, could I, in eight minutes, could I eat half of that? Could I eat nine pounds of shrimp? A little over nine pounds of shrimp in eight minutes. Could I eat nine pounds of shrimp? I think I could. Would you bet on me, Monzo, to get halfway? Nine, uh, nine pounds, uh, five ounces of shrimp in eight minutes. I would, you think I I would bet that? heavily against you in that. I, I think really. I think it, that's only half of. No, I know it's only half. These guys don't eat it like we eat it. Like they just swallow this stuff. Whole that's true. Time. You're right. They they train their. You're right. How to do it? And if you, you're right. It's a hundred. You're a hundred percent correct. I I could never. And do if it. you, I could I could probably do I I could do four pounds. I think. I think if you look in eight minutes. at four pounds of shrimp, I know you're a yeah. big guy. You'd be like, where the hell am I doing yeah. four pounds of shrimp? Like that much. Yeah, is not that big. So, I'm going to say I'm never going to do it, so we won't know. But I'm going to say I can do four pounds of shrimp. So, and that, even that might be pushing it. So you know how Red Lobster had it used to do like all-you-can-eat shrimp? Like all-you-can-eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run a special for like 18 bucks, all-you-can-eat. Now, it wasn't timed, but I did have 118 shrimp. Those are tiny. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think, like, how many of those equal a pound? I would say maybe 30, maybe 40 of those. Yeah, probably. But I was, he probably had maybe three pounds of shrimp. But I wasn't rushed. It wasn't like eight minutes. Like it was over like a half hour, maybe. Right, right. You weren't like, yeah, you weren't competing. I went. Remember, there was a place, Tony Roma's. I don't know if it's still around. They used to do all you can eat ribs, and I ate like fifty five ribs over probably it was an hour and a half. I was once challenged, which was a lot, but again, if I can eat fifty of the Burger King chicken nuggets with your like strips. And I put them down like five minutes. So yeah, yeah. It's, those were easy eats. But I mean, if you think about 18 pounds, 18, like 18 pounds, if you looked at 18 pounds of shrimp, it's, it wouldn't even, it's bigger than the wideness of your yeah. body. I don't know where they, these people put the stuff. Yeah. And no, it's just, it's, it's just incredible. By the way, though, as much as I respect these guys and I love the eating competitions, stop putting, ESPN, I know you got to promote your 4th of July hot dog eating contest. I get it. I get what you're doing. But stop putting graphics up where, like, you have Joey Chestnut ahead of Bill Russell. Stop it. He's a great eater. He ain't a professional athlete. He's not an athlete. He's an eater. Okay? He's not Bill Russell. It's a lot easier to win a hot dog eating championship than it is to win an NBA championship. It's a different skill set there, I'd say. Uh, It's not the same... Same thing. I just um, it is at the doctors. Like, so what's your diet? Is seven hundred hot dogs yeah. in five minutes? Like, yeah. And they're skinny. How does he? he 
there must be something about like his body chemistry, his jaw. It's never even close, except for that obviously that one year he lost. I don't know how that happened. Maybe he was sick. I you know, but like it's never. I mean, and and the guys who finished second and third, I felt you know, let this year did a better job. They stayed within single digits for most of the time. Unlike you, because usually he's up double digits within like two three minutes, and these, and that didn't happen this year. But man, they got to I mean, be on like crazy medicine or something like that. Like how do they? Yeah, eating stuff. And like, does he starve himself now for two days? Does he throw up an hour later? Like, what does he do? I, and how do you? And how do you go about the rest of your meals? Like you, like when it's dinner time, do you have two hot dogs? Or do you have fifty hot dogs? Like I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. All right, it's all right, Monzo. Good job. Thanks for producing. Thanks to everybody for listening. I'll be back on Friday. Where else? Right here, the bullpen with Adam the Bull. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.